0: Welcome to Your Health Guide, your how-to prescription for better health, translating cutting-edge research for your everyday life. Join naturopath and health educator, Lawrence Katsaris, for practical tips and insights to help you on your wellness journey.
1: Hi, I'm Lawrence Katsaris, and on this episode of Your Health Guide, I continue our discussions around allergies and intolerances with Joanne McNeil. Joanne and I discuss how to navigate the minefield that can be figuring out what foods or environmental allergens you're reacting to. We discuss why avoiding foods and allergens that are causing a reaction is actually not solving the problem, only reducing the trigger for the symptoms. Avoiding exposure is only the first of five steps that need to be addressed. Joanne goes into detail about the five layers of gastrointestinal and immune health that must be supported to improve immune tolerance to allow you to start to reintroduce those foods and allergens again. This is the first in a two-part series, and in the second part we'll dive into details on the specific treatments. But this is an information-rich episode that I hope helps you understand the importance of a complete treatment that addresses the cause of allergies and intolerances beyond just avoiding the trigger. Thanks for joining me on the show again, Joe.
0: Thanks, Lawrence.
1: In this episode, I'd love to start to flesh out how we can determine what people are reactive to and ultimately what we do about that to decrease our allergy symptoms. So starting firstly, how do we know what we are allergic to?
0: Sure. So in acute allergy, it's often really simple. People experience symptoms 30 minutes after exposure. So if they consume something or they're exposed to something, they will know about it. In delayed allergies or intolerances, it can be much, much more challenging to identify what the trigger is because those symptoms are occurring hours to days after exposure.
1: Right, and what do we do then? Sure. My my
0: primary recommendation really is to see a practitioner because it can be really challenging to identify these triggers on your own. Uh, a practitioner can take you through a process of eliminating certain foods, and uh, you know, alongside healing strategies and natural therapies to help improve tolerance. They can start to reintroduce these uh, substances back into the diet uh, to identify
1: those triggers. Now that reintroduction I think is something that's really interesting and I'd like to talk about that mm. in a second. And I guess when someone's working with a practitioner before we move on, that what that practitioner is often doing is getting them to chart their symptoms, record their foods. They'll also be looking through... Uh, removing particular food groups that they can start to identify because there might be classic pictures associated with a reaction Mm -hmm. to one allergen over another Mm -hmm. and as you talked about in the last episode that there's quite a spectrum of different allergens we could react to both environmental and dietary Mm -hmm. and that practitioner might start to pull out some of the most common ones or the ones that they can see clearly attributed to the symptoms which as an individual I may not recognize that I've got these allergic symptoms I may know that, but I don't know. Oh, that's probably clearly indicated of a reaction to soy as opposed to a reaction to an environmental um, allergen. Sure. Now, in terms of reintroducing that food, that's really interesting because a lot of people, they go, I'm allergic to this particular substance. They get off it and they try and avoid it from thereafter. Mm. And then if they don't, they can tend to find their reactions get worse Mm. or they tend to find that they keep getting more and more allergies to different compounds. So how is it that uh, practitioners are going about healing someone and removing this food but then actually helping to reintroduce that food later down the track?
0: I think that's a really important point Lawrence. Uh, The idea here is not to restrict someone's diet to the point where they're eating brown rice and chicken. You know that's the only thing they can eat. I've seen people in practice where they come in and that's all they can tolerate. Mm. Uh, And that's not only you know, impairing their quality of life but it also restricts their nutrition. So I want to see them eating a really diverse diet for overall health and well-being uh, and if they can't tolerate those diverse foods then that's a problem. So we really want to build tolerance uh, through avoiding the triggers initially at least uh, and then using... Herbs and nutrition to rebuild those uh, barrier function, the immune function, so that we can then introduce these foods and increase the diverse the diversity of the diet.
1: Great. So it's really addressing, and we talked about that in the previous episode as well. And we'll spend some more time in this sort of fleshing that out. But it's improving that barrier integrity Mm. and that immune coordination, et cetera. Mm -hmm. So before we dive into that functional approach to really build tolerance and help address allergies long-term, what are the standard treatments that we're looking at? Like how do pharmaceutical treatments fit in Mm. when I'm using an anti-inflammatory and antihistamine? That's helping give some relief to people. So how does that fit in into the treatment of what you're saying about dealing with the driver?
0: Sure, it's a good question. You know, I I think it's really important to improve people's quality of life and that's what pharmaceutical treatments are doing. Whether it's an allergy or an intolerance, these symptoms can be really uh, impacting on people's quality of life. So pharmaceutical treatments like uh, anti-inflammatory creams uh, used topically uh, or antihistamines, they really reduce the inflammatory process that's occurring in an allergic response. And we actually use similar strategies, you know, in uh, herbal medicine, we'll use uh, things like quercetin and bromelain. These things actually have antihistamine actions uh, and other anti-inflammatory actions that dial down that response and improve people's quality of life, reduce symptoms.
1: Definitely. And we've seen plenty of studies where ingredients such as quercetin and bromelain can be Comparably as effective as pharmaceutical anti inflammatories, can't
0: they? Yeah, they're really yeah.
1: potent. And what you're touching on there is improving quality of life, I think, is critically important. And also, the other aspect that when we are suffering from the inflammation and that allergic reaction, that also then feeds into it, creates a self perpetuating mm. cycle, doesn't it? Where that inflammation is actually then worsening these different layers of immune coordination and gastrointestinal health that you've been talking about absolutely so would you mind talking to me about what are these different layers like how are you addressing those and how do they interact with each other
0: Mm. yeah when someone comes in with an allergy or an intolerance i really like to systematically go through these systems to ensure that i'm addressing All areas of tolerance right so there's a really tricky uh, acronym that I use called Debbie and that's a way that I remember to step through those systems to ensure I'm addressing them all so we'll start with diet that's D for Debbie Um, diet obviously we want to address those triggers remove those triggers to improve quality of life and we've talked about how we do that the next one is enzymes there's bacteria barrier and immune they're the, the other four areas that I want to address. Uh, So shall we step through those one by one? Sounds perfect. So enzymes is really important. Uh, They uh, are in the gut and they help us break down foods. So last episode we spoke about one particular enzyme called lactase that helps us break down lactose. And when we don't have enough lactase, uh, we uh, can't break down the lactose and that can create symptoms. So if there's uh, inflammation in the gut, that that can actually reduce enzyme production. So we wanna actually make sure that there's adequate enzyme production so we can break down these foods effectively
1: great so um and that's one enzyme and as you're alluding to there's a bunch of different enzymes isn't there Absolutely. and there's also enzymes that help us neutralize histamine and some people are reactive to histamine foods and we've mm-hmm. got our and enzymes that help us break down foods in general and i talked a little bit about that last episode mm. about if we don't break down that food very well then we're going to maybe start reacting to it so diet for D, and I guess just on the diet aspect, if someone is reacting to environmental allergens, that's still just kind of, you, you, you'd collectively group that in into the D, wouldn't you?
0: That's right. So it's it's diet, but it's also other exposures as well. So
1: avoid your exposure. Mm-hmm. And then the next thing is we need to be looking at and supporting our enzyme production. Sure, yep. Uh, okay, so then we move on to, what's the B for Debbie.
0: Uh, bacteria is the next one. Uh, we've got a... Uh, uh, we are a host <laughs> to an uh, enormous amount of bacteria and other organisms, actually, in the gut. And these uh, organisms not only help us break down food, they produce nutrients, uh, but they also help educate our immune system. So if they are dysfunctional or in, out of balance, we, they actually... Uh, create a poorly educated immune system which can create uh, intolerance
1: right and that's what we've spoken about in the last episode where you said it's that poorly educated immune mm. system that's then becoming hyper reactive and creating the symptoms that's correct. so what you're saying now is this bacterial layer mm. is really important for its communication and educating that immune system which is where we see I guess as naturopaths have been doing this since the dawn of time of treating the gut and this Mm. is where gut health comes in so critical to dealing with immune health isn't it absolutely so immediately i start to think well if i'm not eating well or if i'm taking loads of antibiotics or Mm. other medications that affect my gut health that can do directly affect that bacteria layer and I guess also that enzyme layer as well isn't it so we uh-huh. start to see how the bigger picture kind of starts to fill in a bit now absolutely cool so we've got diet enzymes bacteria and then what's the next layer
0: the next B is for barrier so uh that can be the gut barrier. Uh, it can also be other barriers like the skin or the other mucous membranes, such as the respiratory system. Uh, we need to really ensure that these barriers, our first line defense to uh, exposures, such as environmental exposures, but also the food that we eat, is really solid so that we uh, create a barrier before that comes in contact with our immune system.
1: Yeah, great. Now, one, one way that I like to explain this to clients as well is talking about that barrier, and you often hear it kind of compared to as if it's like the wall of a a fortress or of a castle Mm. and you're trying to keep the people inside um, happy and safe and Mm -hmm. from any kind of other invaders and those barriers stop um, any kind of infections coming in normally but what we're talking about today is the fact that maybe some allergens are coming in contact with the people inside that fortress or that castle Mm -hmm. because that barrier is broken down so it's a little bit like if we consider that all of our cells inside that castle um nice and safe and they're organized and they're going about their lives and if we start to get a breakdown in that that castle wall then we've got foreigners coming in and starting to kick off a little bit of an issue is that kind of what you're saying there that's right yeah so fantastic so that's the barrier layer and as you're saying that's on any kind of barrier that keeps the outside out and us in so that's the skin the gastrointestinal tract mm-hmm. our respiratory tract so mm-hmm. whether that's our sinuses or our lungs and can also be our genital urinary tract as that's, well
0: that's right yep. yeah
1: okay cool so then the next layer what's that
0: immune So we've spoken about this a little bit, uh, but in intolerance and allergy, there's a dysfunctional immune response. Uh, So whether that's uh, the immune system picking up on an allergen in allergy uh, or whether that's the immune system ramping up inflammation when it shouldn't be in intolerance, uh, the immune system needs to be addressed in all of those cases.
1: Yeah, that makes sense because, I mean, that's the end product that we've seen the symptoms of, isn't it? That's right. Now, am I right in saying that really when... Like when I see most people who have an allergy, Mm -hmm. you know, whether it's an allergy or an intolerance, but they're reacting to particular substances, they tend to avoid that substance Mm -hmm. if they know what it is. And then they tend to just deal with that immune layer, isn't it? Like they're taking their Mm -hmm. antihistamine or their Mm anti-inflammatory. But what you're saying now is there's a whole lot of other stuff in between there that needs to get addressed.
0: That's right. Yeah. So often we see people avoiding these exposures and treating uh, the inflammation or the immune response by taking anti-inflammatories like you said or antihistamines but the enzyme production the bacteria and the barrier really get neglected and what we see is that sure the quality of life's improved the symptoms are improved but we're not getting anywhere these people are avoiding these uh, exposures long term when in, in not in all cases do they need to do that
1: mm, definitely and that then starts to explain really clearly why that person is they developing an allergy to one compound and then another compound, Mm. and it's like they start to become really allergic to everything Mm. because essentially you're saying that they haven't dealt with the enzymes, they haven't dealt with the bacteria, Mm. they haven't dealt with the barrier. And so understandably, because they're all dysfunctional, their immune system keeps getting more and more um, poorly coordinated and becoming hyperreactive to all these different compounds.
0: Mm.
1: Okay, great. That really starts to piece that together really well. Well, let's leave it there for part one. Join us again on part two, where we'll dive into the specifics on how this knowledge helps enhance our treatment for allergies and how we can improve the health of the five layers to reduce allergies and increase immune tolerance.
0: Thanks for listening to Your Health Guide. Any resources or links discussed in the episode can be found at metagenics.com.au. To help you continue on your health journey, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. And if you found this episode useful, please rate and review us. If you have any questions about how this information could relate to your health condition, please go and speak to your natural healthcare practitioner who can provide you with specific advice for your health needs.